Hey everybody, I'm here with Bernie Curlman of Classic Living Homes. He's going to share with us some history and his background, kind of just some details on Classic Living Homes and trends that we're seeing today. So with that said, let's jump into it. Um, Bernie, you know, we've been working for a while. You built my parents' house. You've done, I mean, I've been around you since I was a little kid. Why don't you give the uh, listeners just kind of a little bit of detail on who you are, what you do, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Well, Mike's not that old yet, so it hasn't been that long. I'm not that old. Uh-huh. You're, you're kind of old. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, background-wise, um, uh, lifelong Cincinnatian, uh, St. Xavier High School, uh, University of Cincinnati, and just civil engineering degree, um, Xavier University's MBA program. Uh, my parents were German immigrants. Uh, my dad was a carpenter builder. I grew up framing and trimming houses, and working in that situation. Um, worked for uh, Messer Construction all through college and after college for a while. Built a variety of things in the city and around the city in commercial construction. And I spent 10 years with a partnership company that third department stores had that built regional malls around the country. And for 10 years, I did a fair amount of traveling, building regional malls and office buildings in uh, a lot of the major cities around the country. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 1988, I believe mm-hmm. it was, yes, mm-hmm. I decided to uh, get into the home building business. Um, I had real young children. I was tired of traveling. Mm-hmm. I had my roots in the home building business with my dad. And uh, so started back then, 31 years ago. Mm. I guess it'll be 32 this March. See, that makes you kind of old, right? That's true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I spent a lot of my career prior to building even, you know, with the best architects in the country, the best finance people, lawyers, marketing people. So I had a lot of experience in that respect. Uh, plus my educational background, of course, um, was very strong in, those, in regard to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, endeavoring into the home building business, um, you basically uh, put in 100 hours a week for a couple, three years until you get established and then you uh, work a little bit less after many years. So you still kind of do that right yeah, now. Yeah, we work a lot of hours, yeah. but yeah. you know, it's, it's a, the old, the old uh, saying I go by is don't, don't expect inspect. So uh-huh. you have to be to these, go to these jobs and keep an eye on things. If you're mm-hmm. truly a custom builder who actually is in charge of building the home for the customer. Truly builds the house. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the general background. Um, you know, in the 30 plus years now of building, um, I think it's well over 400 homes. I'm not sure exactly the number. Uh, I think it was 425 or 30, somewhere in that range. And uh, pretty wow. much everyone's yeah. a custom home, a little different, um, all kinds of styles uh, in every direction over the years. Um, I think my background, um, you know, doing what I did uh, educationally and also just the time I spent in commercial uh, development work and construction and, and being exposed to a lot of things like that, I feel like I, I can connect the dots for people regardless of their style mm-hmm. and uh, connect with their thoughts and their style and, and work with their interior designers if they have one and uh, and really start in the beginning with the whole planning process mm-hmm. with a great set of plans that is a you know, great ergonomic house that really work, uh, lives well and, and has the style and, mm-hmm. and characteristics you really want to see in a, in a first class house. Well, I think it's the funny thing going back into your background, if you look at it, there's no blueprint for lack of a better word for builders to get into building, right? It's not like a yeah, you can get construction management degrees, that sort of thing. But for a custom home builder, there's no one way to do it. So a lot of no. builders just, right. they can start off being a trim carpenter and then jump into building houses. Right. Um, and not to say that's not a great way right. to learn, but for you, you started with the commercial side 
and that component kind of right. understanding structure and well actually and that, goes back to the residential as you know young in mm-hmm. high school and college working part-time yeah. you know framing mm-hmm. and trimming homes and and i think just the whole scope of background where mm-hmm. you you know attend to the details as well as the bigger picture sure and uh don't have to necessarily rely on on architects or engineers or lawyers or finance people to you know tell you what you should be doing or thinking yes of course mm-hmm. you rely on them as part of your system but you kind of understand the whole situation that you can help your clients and customers go in the best direction with regard to all those things well building is kind of almost like it's it's like critical problem solving when it comes down to it because i mean you know there's no yeah. way a, a no job site has ever gone perfect right and no something goes wrong every else. day yeah, something so goes wrong every day somewhere i mean not yeah. not anything drastic but you have to take that attitude where you really check the jobs and keep an eye on them and keep look it. ahead and scheduling is really critical you know we pride ourselves in building homes on schedule uh for sure on budget as well and uh you know there's a whole business part of the deal with every customer that we try to keep very simple and straightforward mm-hmm. And everything's on the table. They see, you know, the numbers, the math, they understand what's going on. They have total access to me at any time, you know, by phone, by email, uh, et cetera. You know, the subcontractors are all part of a pretty much a team of people who mm-hmm. customers get to know and, and establishing relationships with them as well. So it's actually a lot of fun. You know, yeah. the planning is really critical, really good plans, really good thoughts through the beginning. Uh, and then kind of through the whole process, you know, um, making good decisions. And uh, in our process, we don't expect people to make all the decisions at the beginning. They're, mm-hmm. they're decisions to go through the process so they can collate and organize how they're, how they're evolving their home. Well, that's the best part. I mean, this can be overwhelming. I mean, somebody comes in. We have a meeting in about, what, 40 minutes now right. from now with a buyer that wants to build a house. We're sitting in Montgomery right now. They're going to build a house over here in Montgomery. And um, we're going to just sit down and take it one piece at a time, right? We're going to start with bring a Paul Studer, your, your designer in. Yeah, Paul's going to be here shortly for that meeting. And yeah. uh, we've been sitting next to each other across the table for 30 years yeah, a yeah. bunch of houses yeah because so, they're a good team yeah I've been yeah it's a really yeah. it's a really fun process and and uh that the creative part of it is really great you know and, and we we don't i personally in our company we don't sell floor plans so to speak we don't pull out a plan as hey do you like this one we really try to get people's ideas and thoughts and mm-hmm. it might be something similar to something we built before but sure. really the best houses the best homes always start from scratch mm-hmm. and really the cost to develop those plans versus modifying another plan, uh, previous plan, it really isn't that big of a difference. So. No, exactly. And yeah. homes change over time, you know, and things evolved, uh, which is kind of one of the questions I think you had. Sure, about next. trends. Yeah, yeah about yeah, trends we, in the business. And uh, Well, let's take the house we're doing now. I mean, what kind of trends? I mean, we're built, you're going to build a house for somebody in Montgomery over here, an awesome right. lot, by the way, over that you just got on Ross. Right. Um, what, what I mean, we know for the most part what the framework of what they're going to get. But in reality, what are what are most buyers looking for? What are you seeing now compared I, to 20, I think a, years? a consistent theme or thread for most buyers now is uh, definitely the outdoor living aspect of a Absolutely. home. Absolutely, yes. Uh, with great porches and fireplaces and TVs and bars and grills and uh, some to the to the nines and others just for good function and, and use. Like your home Rama house that you just did. You had, right. you had the great. automatic um, uh, screens yeah. that came down, just big old fireplace screens, TV. Fireplace, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's killer, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. outdoor living, certainly people like nice garages and they like mm-hmm. them finished out uh, to almost a living space in a way because yeah. yeah. uh, they uh, want kinda to like be nice garage. and clean. And, yeah, kind of yeah. like mine. Yeah. Things organized. Uh-huh. And, um, just storage and closets and the, you know the function of a house. Uh, we're seeing pretty much almost nobody's doing like go-to formal dining rooms anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, a nice, you know, identified dining area that's contiguous to the kitchen or great room area that's, you know, functions well for, um, you know, the lifestyle of most people nowadays as exactly. opposed to the rooms that nobody ever uses that used to be built 
for a long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, back when 15 years ago or more, 10, 15 years ago, we're still building, you know, the homes with the great room and the kitchen hearth room and the hearth room became the family room and the great room just became a museum. Exactly. So that's like that. kind of getting away from that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just all whatever people want. And, mm-hmm. uh, and because I've sat in so many planning meetings, I've lived in a bunch of different homes myself that we've built and lived in. Um, you, you have to ask people all the right questions and really understand, you know, their family structure, how that family structure might change in the mm-hmm. future. Uh, you know, uh, how are they going to live in the home? Sure. And, uh, and if they them. don't think of something, ask them. Or if you mm-hmm. hear something that maybe doesn't connect the dots with what they're explaining, just kind of give them some alternatives to think about. Sure. And that's really important to really have an idea of what how you want that house to function. And mm-hmm. the style, same thing. Bring some photos in, pictures in, uh, things that give us an idea of what you want. Sure. And uh, uh, again, that's it's a, it's a lot of fun. To That part of it's a lot of fun. And 80% mm-hmm. of building a home is the planning and finishing it the last three to four weeks. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. are the two major elements to get a house right, yes. which is mm-hmm. the beginning, the planning, and at the end to get it punched out, closed out, move in like you're checking into the Ritz-Carlton. You, know, you don't want to be messing with stuff in somebody's home when you're... When well, that's probably one in. of the best areas where you shine, right? I mean, we, we obviously work with builders here at Build Collective, and but sitting here with you, there's nobody I trust more than when somebody's actually going to go build through the process. When you say, hey, it's going to take X amount of time to design the house, and it's going to take X amount of time to build the house, when the end of that process, barring something crazy with weather, you're in. And really, even that, you normally accounted for that. So that's the, the beauty of it. I think that's... I, but I, I guess my question there is, how do you do that? Because I think that's what a lot of people don't understand um, how scheduling. You are. I yeah. mean, realistic scheduling. Mm-hmm. You know, a good size custom home. Um, you know, is going to take anywhere from seven to ten months on mm-hmm. average. I think the longest it's ever taken to build, you know, a couple really big homes we've built is about twelve, thirteen months. Sure. Uh, but once we start a home, we tell folks when the house will be done. That that's when it will be done. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be some exceptions. Uh, we had a miserable winter three years ago. We kind of had to slide everybody a couple weeks because mm-hmm, sure. um, you can't leapfrog them because everything kind of works in sequence with all our scheduling and our subs and everything. But um, you know, that's, that's just a matter of schedule. And having a, basically a system like we have where the subs know the system, you mm-hmm. know, we keep things competitive. We have several different you know, framers and trim carpenters you know, that all – you know, to keep the pricing competitive, but also they know the system they like working for us sure. because we have mm-hmm. jobs on schedule. It's not that hard, really. You just have to stay on it. And keep <laughs> yeah. Things moving. Say, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say it's not that hard because how good you are at that. Yeah. I mean, not everybody's the same way as you. I mean, I think yeah. having captive subs and having the the scheduling that you have is probably yeah. the two main things. I mean, if you look at it, there's a shortage right now, and every every pretty much every trade suppliers. I mean, it's just it's difficult now, but you're still managing to get by with all of this. Which is the best part, which is why when yeah, somebody we, comes we, in, we can we trust Yeah, we have it. right now seven or eight projects going, and um, I've got my bar chart schedule I lay out that lays everything out for every job, and they just kind of move in sequence, so I know that we can keep those projects moving in the right order for every customer. Mm-hmm. And we try not to finish a house any more than about every three to four weeks apart. Sure. You try to finish homes closer together than that. You really can't attend as much time as you'd like to to getting really finished and finished well mm-hmm. uh, because those details at the end and the punch list and really making it first class you know that a little effort has to be there we can keep separate that house from the other ones for focusing the you know certain personnel on the job to get sure, that accomplished sure. so like jeremy your punch out guy that, yeah. that comes in there he, he needs to have a, a couple yeah. weeks as the house finishes. Yeah, jeremy's our full-time mm-hmm. punch out and service guy and keith schroeder's my, keith. Right, my right hand guy who uh, helps you on the management end, particularly at the last four to six weeks of a home sure. and getting everything kind of wrapped up when all the decisions have been made and all the thoughts have been 
shared, he can follow through and get things done. Uh, so we have a system mm-hmm. that we think is pretty strong with a small handful of people. Uh, mm-hmm. We can produce, you know, at a minimum eight and typically more like a dozen homes a year. Sure. Yeah. And, um, and that allows again, you to get to each job site as often as you possibly right. can because you're, you're well, the guy. Needed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. certain times you don't need to go every day, but there's sure. certain times you go, need to go every day. Yeah. It just depends on what's going on. But uh, again, having a team and a system that's proven, you don't really have to worry too much about mm-hmm. guys on the job doing something they're not supposed to be doing or yeah. they don't understand what to do. Recognizing and, issues before they become. Again, yeah. like now with cell phones and everything, it's it text calls, sending photos. I mean, it's there's a lot of things you can do that speed mm-hmm. up that coordination, <clears throat> but still there's nothing nothing replaces actually going there and being there sure. and checking out the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, that old, that old uh, saying about expect. Uh, inspect don't expect so um one thing i i love i mean when you're when you're with bernie and you're sitting in a meeting what you'll probably notice is you know his phone's on the table if something happens he answers it real quick to take care of it because rather than let it fester and become a problem it can take a 10 second phone call to knock it out so it's mm-hmm. meant to be attentive to your job sites which is one of the best things about it i think a lot of people don't realize that because a lot of us i'm in a sales and marketing position most often the calls can wait 20 30 minutes yeah. but when you have somebody out there that may leave the job site any any second I know it's 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 a it's a philosophy more yeah. so than anything, but I think it helps because it yeah. keeps those those things on track going. Yeah, that you know? Murphy's law is applies to a lot of businesses, especially mm-hmm. construction. With you know whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah, you have to you have to think for everybody. Mm-hmm. You have to think about what somebody might have forgot. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something critical, you know, like a bunch of rains coming in. You know, mm-hmm. are the sump pumps all connected and working yeah. on the jobs, or did somebody disconnect the cord on a Friday? Exactly. There's a lot of things you got to keep your eye on, but it uh, happens. If you yeah. have the experience and you know what's important, when it's important, how to do it, and, and keep that system moving, it's not that difficult. Um, you know, and, and the buyers and the and people we build for, um, you know, it's it's uh, most people they've never built a home, had a home built before, mm. and there's a lot of intrepidation. They hear a lot of horror stories, and uh, I don't see where that's an issue with us at all no, people yeah. you know we're going to be friends with most of the people we build for you know just everybody's on a good level even keel mm-hmm. and doing a good job um well, and that's why that. i think when buyers get involved with looking at what to build who to build it with where to build you know the, the most important factors are you know where are you going to build a house what you know what specific property or lot mm-hmm. that you want to build your home and second is uh, who do you want to build that house mm-hmm. and uh in researching uh, the second one, as far as the builder, you know, you just really want someone with, with a lot of experience, um, communicates, Absolutely. is organized, has a great track record, can give you countless references. But even so beyond that, because those are typically what people would look for, is you want to really understand the business deal. What's going on here in terms of fixed price contract? Uh, what's the situation with allowances and what am I really getting from my money? And, mm-hmm. you know, is the builder getting any kickbacks or volume rebates at the end of the year on things that you're buying? So you're not really getting the best price, mm-hmm. you know, through the builder. All those things are things we put on the table for folks so they know they're getting a great value. Absolutely. And, and the more um, time we can spend with people understanding the whole business deal, mm-hmm. they get really comfortable with knowing that they don't need to worry about what's really going to be the result at the end. Sure. Yeah. Because what we tell you in the beginning is what's going to be at the end. Well, I think that's what it's all about. That's that's important. Because you operate by fixed price contracts and obviously it's all about the allowances and the communication and understanding what they want. Yeah, it depends. You know, some houses are different. You know, Mm -hmm. it depends. Um, Really, whatever relationship the customer feels works best for them. Sure. Um, You know, we're happy to work with them in any way they want in terms Mm of structuring it and dealing with their lenders or the banks are dealing with and so forth as well. So, sure. you know, pretty much said, you know, 
at this juncture, after 30 plus years, I pretty much feel like I really just want to build nice homes for nice people. Mm -hmm. And that's number one. Sure. And um, it's, it's a lot, it still remains a lot of fun. I really enjoy what I do. Yeah. So um, I don't think anybody works works as hard as you do, and, and is stays as focused and is as, as dialed into an understanding. I mean, there's maybe a handful of builders in Cincinnati that are on the same on the same level as you as a builder. I mean, appreciate it, that, that comes over yeah, thirty four years. I always you know? say there's a lot of good custom home yeah. builders in Cincinnati, but I don't think anybody does a better job than us. Mm -hmm. um, again, there's other good custom builders, but I, I like I like the way we do it because I feel like it's simpler. Mm -hmm. Customers understand it better. They don't feel stressed or pressured, you know, to have to make decisions, you know, sure. too quickly, but still yet keep everything on schedule and mm -hmm. moving in the right directions. There's so many things that customers don't really know about what options might be out there in their home for sure. all kinds of things. So you mm -hmm. have to you have to ask them and say, you know, hey, we, we we might want to do this, or have you thought about that? And it just depends. But these questions come up in my mind, kind of through the dialogue, and I kind of sense that something they might need to think about or look at or ask question about. So. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that also is how many people have built with you more than once. I mean, that's probably a true reflection. Yeah, it comes back true. again. So yeah, that's, there's been so that's many, a huge, yeah. I mean, yeah, over yeah. over the years, you said you built people's third, fourth, fifth houses. Right. I built their daughter's huge. homes or, you know, whatever's homes. And sure. Yeah, we go back and do some, you know, additions and things on people we've built homes for before. We've got a couple of projects right now. that are big uh, porch additions, the mm -hmm. outdoor living thing. Sure. And there are people who called me from 15, 10 years ago and, you know, still wants to over. do that. Yeah. yeah. So, and those are, those are good projects. They're fun. Changing gears for a second. What areas of town are you focused on right now? What, what yeah. I mean, is you as classic living homes, what are your favorite areas? Where are you? Yeah, pretty much running up and down I-71 from mm -hmm. um, the peripheries of downtown, mm -hmm. um, you know, up through Hyde Park, Mount Lookout, Marymount, uh, Oakley. Sure. Coming up through Kenwood, Montgomery area. Montgomery. And, uh, and up into Mason. Mm -hmm. So basically from kind of Mason start up at Mason, head down I-71, and that's pretty much, you know, the corridor we up and down. Sure. All the years I've been doing this, I've never built a house in Kentucky, which is amazing. Interesting, I, yeah. We'll change that. 2020, never, we'll find one for you. I've never done that. Uh -huh. And uh, I really yeah. don't want to venture out the way to the west side of town. I don't want to venture out, you know, 50 miles north of Cincinnati. Uh -huh. You know, if it's a great project and there's a way to manage it correctly, yes, but typically you want to have things that you can really get to and control yeah. on a daily basis mm -hmm. without um, having to jeopardize the other, the other homes you're building. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it was funny, we talked about trends for a second, is throughout the early 2000s, 90s into early 2000s, it was an exodus kind of going outwards, and now it's the opposite a little bit. It's kind of coming yeah. in, not necessarily yeah. all the way in, but it was going out into you know, Lebanon and further out than that, yeah. further up north, and then now it's coming yeah. back in a little bit. So people are still building houses up there, don't yeah. get me wrong. Good news seeing, is the yeah. further you, out you build, it's typically cheaper. The bad news is the, the further, you, further you build in, it's more expensive because of the cost of land. We're seeing that, unfortunately, yeah. left and right, which yeah. land's so tight nowadays in the people yeah, areas people want to be. It's tough to find places to build where people want to build, and, um, and everybody mm -hmm. is pretty surprised at, at the cost. Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily scare people away. They just really kind of like, wow. Uh, you know, things are, things are, that's what they are. They've changed quite a bit. And cost yeah. of building's not going down, never yeah. will. Um, you know, got all the things related to that, um, that the cost, cost over time to always go up. Absolutely. And uh, especially on the labor end, where especially skilled labor components of housing uh, are really getting a lot more expensive mm -hmm. because of lack of people who know how to do it, basically. Mm -hmm. That's and one of the uh, big pushes, obviously, is to get more skilled laborers and skilled yeah. trade workers into this, yeah. in this business. And unfortunately, that's why the cost is going up. And it's probably not going to change anytime soon. It's not going to, turn on a dime unfortunately but no yeah that's kind of the way the world's going but um 
when yeah. it comes to so we have a buyer meeting coming mm-hmm. up in a couple hours or a couple couple minutes actually that's gonna a buyer look we already have a lot that they've picked out right what kind of advice would you give somebody if they're just looking to build maybe they haven't selected their lot or maybe they have what kind of advice them going into the process uh would you have right. for well them i would say started? number one don't don't commit to buy a piece of property unless you've had the builder and potentially mm-hmm. the architect or planner look at it as well with you. <clears throat> uh, and then if you're pretty comfortable with that um you know make make sure that you uh, go through the process of checking out builders and mm-hmm. who you think you can work the best with and some you know history of that builder and why they they might fit your situation sure mm-hmm. uh one thing i really think you should avoid doing is you know, great, you get the property and now we'll, we'll hire an architect and we'll design a home and mm-hmm. we'll put it out to bid to a bunch of four or five builders. I rec- highly recommend you discover the business deals with every builder ahead of time, decide who you want to build your home and have that builder be part of that design process. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, very typically over the years, I've found that architects in general, not all of them, but tend to draw things because they don't want to disappoint the customer and they draw something that then it goes out and numbers come in and it's vastly over budget. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, as long as the builder is getting competitive subcontractor bids and material bids and all that, everybody's pretty much paying the same for everything. Mm-hmm. So it's really a matter of who can really be your best partner as a mm-hmm. builder and who can give you the right guidance and connect the dots correctly mm-hmm. and make it all work, you know, for you, for the be the customer, absolutely. So yeah, definitely that that, that triangle of you know, the the plan designer, the architect, the customer, and the builder that really wraps around the best planning circumstances it's about the that, team. That together. you're not. We we've noticed we've seen people who've gone the route of the previous and just do plans and put them out to bid, and they, they find out that they're way over budget, and they kind of have to start over. Mm-hmm. And we've had people come to us who've had that experience, and we kind of rectify all that and get them going in the right direction. Sure, yeah, yeah. So, uh, in fact, if, if a customer, someone calls us and says, hey, we've got a set of plans we had drawn by so-and-so architect, and we would like you to give us a price, I, I say, well, I'll tell you what I would like to do. I say, I'd like to meet you for an hour and tell you the business deal, give you my experience, because it takes a lot of effort to, you know, price out a house, get it out to bid and all mm-hmm. that. And then, you know, you're one out of five builders are looking at, and mm-hmm. most people typically kind of already know who they want to build their home. Mm-hmm. So I don't view it's a good use of my time to go through all that. I'd rather, and then the, the customer really doesn't know you as in the relationship either. Sure. And the mm-hmm. builder's not involved with the whole design. Mm-hmm. So he's seeing these plants for the first time. Sure. And, and there's going to be things that might've been a little better situated if that whole team was together from on. the beginning, yeah. Well, it's not like buying a car where you, know, you have two models, the exact same, and you're looking at two right. dealerships, right? So there's you could you could have the highest number, but it could be the best the best number because it incorporates everything they want. Whereas the builder may have a low number, but their allowances aren't adequate. Yeah, there's there's a lot to it. There's it a is, lot yeah. of yeah. there's a lot of closet doors to open. There are. <laughs> that's, that's a good way and, to put it. And uh, I always uh. say sometimes customers think think they know what they're getting, and they make a choice on a builder because they they kind of figure out what they're getting, but what they don't know is what they're not getting yes mm-hmm. and that's the whole story behind that there's a lot of things they need to understand that the builder has to give have an open dialogue about so they know where it. they are in the business deal and on the whole planning aspect and the mm-hmm. process going through well it really comes down to trust i mean really trust, what, what, you is, know, trust is it yeah. i mean it's with anything in life you come down you get you find somebody right. you trust and you know that hey if something were to go wrong we can step at yeah. it and jump at so well, a big part of trust is Somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, you guys like yeah. you know, I trust because you trust somebody. Great, but if they don't really know what they're doing, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter. They yeah, gotta know what exactly they're doing yeah, and, yeah. and have that great trust That's factor true. as well. 
Well, we're finishing up. Bernie, I appreciate you spending time. I know you don't love this kind of stuff. No, right it's here. all right. We appreciate I mean, it and doing it and stuff. Yeah. 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 Hey, it was good, right? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm like I told you in the beginning, do uh, people really watch these things? It's like, <laughs> they'll watch this one. Well, I hope so. Yeah, you know, yeah, interesting. Yeah. And cool. uh, we well, also, it's like yeah. save us a lot of time on future meetings. We just hand people a videotape. Say, check send this, this over to them. Check like, this hey. out before you come to the meeting. Yeah. We'll if, cover a lot of stuff. If we check all the boxes and come on over. Well, thanks guys for taking the time. Bernie, thank you for doing this with us. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye.